welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today we're here to do another TV season review. This is going to be for the second season of the Disney Plus Star Wars series, The Mandalorian. I'm your host, Matthew, and joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing good. Excited to talk about this excellent season of television. Um, so uh, just to talk about the format, we'll start off spoiler-free. Do take a break, do housekeeping, and then we'll get into the spoiler section in the second half. But I will give you a warning before we get into the spoiler section, so uh, don't worry about any of that yet. We won't spoil things for the second season of The Mandalorian. Um, but let's go to the rating system that we've got. So, there's four different options that we can pick from, which is, uh, in this case, must-see, because there is a must-play, but this is a TV show, not a game. So, must-see, don't skip, possible skip and skip i think the answer here is fairly obvious i'm gonna go with must see how about yourself absolutely must see 100 percent. yeah because yeah. uh, when we did the review for season one we just had skip and don't skip and we gave the first season a uh, don't skip but uh just just watch the mandalorian anyway so um what are your spoiler free thoughts on this second season second season was amazing um, and I think the reason why I like it so much, um, because John Favreau doesn't crap on the fans. I've seen way too many like reboots or relaunches or things like that to where things that have happened in the past just are treated like you're you're an idiot for liking this. Here's what you should like. Whereas uh, Favreau as a director, he's like, okay, this is what the fans like. We're going to go in this direction, but we're going to respect that history. We're going to give you some nods for this, that, and the other. Um, so, like, a lot of the characters that were were in this season were from, like, either the uh, the the animated shows or some of the books from the past. Uh, you can go on YouTube and look up the uh, Easter eggs. And each episode, there's a good, like, 10, 15 Easter eggs from, like, past stuff like that. And that's all in there intentionally, obviously. Um, so it's just one of those things that he's respecting the tradition of everything that came before it. He's giving this as like a big sloppy wet kiss to the fans. Cause when you can see, when you point out that one thing, he's like, Oh, I know why that's that, that. And then you just, it's super cool. Plus, like we said in the season one review, he does not get enough credit for being a director, mm. especially yeah. with sci-fi. Cause he directed the first two Iron Mans. Basically he launched the whole MCU yeah uh i love this season as well i think it's fantastic i think that this is just an excellent first live action star wars series i think that uh one of the things that this season does really well is not only does it progress the characters that we've already got you introduce new characters i'm not going to spoil who they are in here um you introduce get introduced to new characters or returning characters from other things like you said some of the animated series and that and they don't feel forced into the story. They don't put they don't feel put in there just because to put them in there. They all feel like they're in there for a reason. They all feel like they belong in the show. Um, it feels like they connect really well with the characters from the first season. And um, some sometimes some shows don't really do that. They sort of just do things for the sake of kind of pleasing fans and whatnot, which can work to a certain degree. It depends what exactly it's for. But when you get with the second season of The Mandalorian and you get the characters that are either reintroduced from old things or new characters kind of put in and it fits as seamlessly as what it does. Like you said, John Favreau doing a phenomenal job with all that. Um, 
I think that the storytelling in the second season is both better and more ambitious, uh, both because of the other characters that come in and because it's just it's just better overall. I think, which is what a second season should do. Um, and I just think that uh, I mean, one of my not not my criticism really of the show, but one of the one of the only other areas that it could really improve on is being a bit more of a deeper sort of story because. When you do look at the Mandalorian, it's exceptional what it tries to do. But if you want to look at okay, what what other areas could it get even better in? And like we said, this is both a, this this is a fantastic show. Both both seasons have done an excellent job. Uh, we give it a you know must see rating and all that. I think it's fantastic. But you still got to kind of look at okay, where can the show not necessarily improve or get things wrong, but just push itself even further? I do think a deeper story perhaps would be more ambitious and 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 make the show just even better they do try to do that with certain things in season two and i'll give them a lot of credit for that mainly towards the second half of the season which we won't Mm -hmm. get into those things but um i appreciated the steps that they took to make that even better um in the second season and you've got the good old star wars action in there you've got some excellent characters like you know baby yoda and the mandalorian himself and some other characters that come in but um i think ultimately everything that i've said everything that they've tried to do has added up to an even better second season so yeah yeah the first season was basically kind of a test pilot to see if the format would work and obviously it blew up um it went massive and then season two you can tell they expanded a lot of the budget for season one both in the set pieces and in the casting and specifically who they got to play certain parts um had a lot more characters this season than the last season Mm um and we'll talk about this in the spoiler section i'm really curious where they're going to go for season three because of how season two ended um, which we'll talk about later yeah Yeah. but yeah yeah i do like a lot of the options that they've got now for season three and as to where they take this whole thing even just like mm-hmm. outside of the mandalorian just in terms of uh other shows coming up and other things that you could do with the franchise um so yeah i i think it's been fantastic for all that so um what's the other thing i was gonna say yeah like adding all the characters that they did add i don't feel like it bloated the story or the season i don't think that there's too many characters i think that all the characters find their right place in the show you, you sort of know like Okay, this character is going to have a bigger part to play. They did that well. This character is going to have a slightly smaller part to play, but still be important. And they did that really well. Um, And uh, one thing that I've talked about recently with a lot of shows is structure, which is basically okay. You film a lot. You film a bunch of different scenes, but you've got to put them together like a like a puzzle piece. Okay, are you going to put them in the right place? Is the puzzle going to be bad? Is it going to connect together and work really well? I think the structure is great for this show. I don't think it's really ever had any problems with that. Um, because what, one of them, one of the big places where you can get lost with your structure of a show, with a show is when you do add too many characters and you don't know what to do with them. Uh, and The Mandalorian doesn't have that problem. But both in the first season and in the second season. Because um, like I said, with the season, you add in more characters. And it didn't, for, for me at least, it didn't ruin the structure at all. Uh, every character's got their place that they need to take. And it just fits together um, excellently. So yeah, that's the other benefit of bringing in characters from other Star Wars shows. Yeah, um, whether it's animated or from books, 
because for the people that are super deep into that uh, genre, they recognize them instantly and already know all their backstory. Mm -hmm. And for someone like myself, who's more of a a casual fan of Star Wars, um, then I can go look those up on like YouTube videos, do some research and see, yeah. But these are all characters that do exist in this timeline. So for the most part, they're not really inventing new stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the one other compliment I wanted to give the show as well, I mean, there's a lot of compliments to give this show, <laughs> let's be honest, um, is, I can't talk specifically about what it is, but there's an expectation or a, a thought that I had after season one about this show. They subverted that expectation for season two. I didn't expect them to go kind of anywhere near it, and they've been, at least from what we've seen so far from that, I know I'm being very vague, but it's because of spoilers, um... They both surprised me significantly with that and also just, well, they did a really, really good job with, with what they did there, basically. Uh, but, yeah, sorry for being vague, but it's just to avoid spoilers and things. Um, but, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the, the, not even just the third season, but like I said, the options that they've got going forward and what they've announced and uh, the surprise announcements and other things like that, so... Um, how do you feel about um, what I kind of said a minute ago about if the story tried to be deeper or have a bit more, I don't know, like sort of, yeah, what, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think the the potential for the story to be deeper is there um, okay. with the character arc that the Mandalorian has gone over in the season, which we'll talk more about in the spoiler section because I don't really want to give anything away. There's a lot of potential to do some really deep stuff. Um, where, if they do that, how they do that, uh, it's really just going to pe- depend on the writers and where mm-hmm. they decide to take the show for season three because of how season two ended. It is going to tack differently, not radically differently, but it is going to be a shift from season two to season three, which we'll talk about in the spoiler section. Yeah. Um, and really, it's just one of those things that. You know, they haven't really done anything to make me worried about it. So we'll just wait no, until... I haven't got any about yeah. the future for it. All the episodes have been really well written. Some some of them fast, some of them slow. Um, but the characters are there. The the story's there. Everything's there. Um, it's like cookie dough. You know, cookie dough's right there. We just got to make cookies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Um... Yeah, that's something I wanted to speak about as well, the the length of the episodes. I've seen, how do I put this, a positive complaint? I don't even know if that's, that's a thing. Uh, people saying that, like, okay, the episodes are really short and they're over really, really quickly. If you are watching an episode of television or a film, uh, it applies a little bit differently to games just because games are sometimes a lot longer. If you're watching an episode of TV and you're really, really invested, you're glued to the screen and then the episode ends, bam, credits. And you go, oh, damn, I want more. That's a good thing. Yeah. It's a very, very good thing because you don't want to, you'd rather have that than be in the opposite situation where you're watching an episode of TV, you bring up the timer or whatever and it says 10 minutes and you go, oh, there's still 10 minutes of this thing left. I haven't heard about anyone that's done that with the Mandalorian. I've like checked the time and be like, yeah. oh, you know, can we can we like move move this forward, get the episode going a bit more? There's still ages left. I've just heard from several people that like, okay, the episodes are really short. Um, they don't like that necessarily, but I I think that they don't like that for a good reason. Because if you feel like you're finishing an episode very quickly, that's good. Because ultimately, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you finish an episode in a season. 
and you go, oh, damn, the episode's over. Well, come back next week, and you'll have more of it, and then come back the week after that, and then when the season ends, come back for the next season, and just enjoy more of it. I just think that if you... Sometimes with television, and especially with The Mandalorian, with the second season, less can be more, and you can get more quality out of... Sorry, more... Yeah, more quality out of less quantity. With shorter, better, more well-paced episodes... Uh, less episodes as well, eight episodes instead of like ten or thirteen or twenty-two or whatever. Um, yeah, if you're finishing the episode and you're disappointed that it's finished because you want more, that's a very very good thing. Um, I was talking a little bit to somebody online. They they were um, commenting on I think it was like a, Dis- uh, a December 2020 uh, content update video for like Disney Plus, and it said you know Mandalorian season finale 18th of December or whatever. And there was somebody in the comment section that said like, oh, you know, the, it's, it's really bad that these episodes have been really short. You need to give us a 90 minute season finale. Why do you need the episode to be 90 minutes? You, you, you don't need it to be. I mean, speaking spoiler free on that last episode, which is 45 minutes. I don't see with that last episode. This was before the last episode came out, but just speaking about it in general. If you look at that last episode, the, the eighth episode, I'm not going to spoil any of the content for it. It's 45 minutes long, roughly. If you then essentially double the length of that episode and you do have it 90 minutes long, I don't know what you even do with the episode. I, especially with the last episode, if you even added another minute to it, I don't know what you what you do with it. I think it's just excellently paced. And whether the episode is 33 minutes or 38 or 45 or 55... um. You don't need longer or more episodes to make a show better. You you just you just don't. I think Mandalorian, especially with the second season, is a glowing example of that. So yeah, and if you want to see the absolute opposite of that, just go back to the third Lord of the Rings movie. That last forty-five minutes is an ending. They literally end the movie and then it goes on for another forty-five minutes. <laughs> you could literally um, chop off like almost an hour <laughs> of that last movie and not change anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, the only thing that I would want more of is like maybe go to a ten season, ten episode season rather than an eight. Um, but you know, that's that's just me personally. I, obviously, we're never going to get to like like the DC shows where it's twenty two episodes in a season, because that would be that would be mental. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like a couple extra episodes, but you know, as long as the story's there, I mean, they told a, for the most part a pretty consistent, tight story for each episode. Yeah, so I don't mind the shorter length, um, because I hate padding for padding's sake, and that's sure what it would be. Unless you can make it, you know, a really compelling part of the story, um, mm-hmm. that's just going to be, um, padding. What I would love to see in the interim is the blooper reel, because I gotta wonder <laughs> is there like kind of I love blooper reels. That's, Me too. Yeah, that's half the yeah. reason why I buy the physical copies for the movies that when they come out because of all the extra stuff they throw on there and then blooper reels are always the first thing i watch i don't even watch the movie it's like blooper reel and then i watch like the deleted or altered scenes and then like maybe after the sixth or seventh thing i'll actually watch the movie mm-hmm. let me just ask you this on the 10 episode thing what would you do for two extra episodes um I would like more background in obviously Yoda's race. That that I don't know how much that's been explored in the uh, the books or the lore. Um, 
I think we could easily, from some of the characters that were introduced this season, they could have had their own kind of standalone episode, um, maybe as like an aside, um, just mm-hmm. to kind of you know fill out for the people like myself who know of these characters but aren't super super familiar with them, um, you know maybe flesh that out a little bit as a catch up. Um, but outside of that, I mean, you know, when you're writing the season, they're obviously writing a whole track for the season and then just chopping it up into episodes. Um, just expand the season a little bit. Mm-hmm. You'll write a couple more episodes, figure out a way to make it work. I'm not a writer. I suck at creative writing. I barely passed that class in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but to me, like, let, let's say John Favreau is going to write an episode. Yeah. And they figure the episode out and they say, okay, this episode is going to be about 35 minutes. If Disney then went over to John Favreau or whoever's in charge of whatever, goes over to him and says, no, that episode's got to be 42 minutes long. You've then, you're then forcing somebody to tack on 7 minutes, or if they say 45 minutes or 50 minutes, you're forcing them to make more. And that's one of the advantages of streaming services, is you don't have like ad slots and things like that to put in, and the episodes can be as long as you feel like they need to be. So, yeah. um, I just really like that. So, uh, I think that's pretty much it for the spoiler-free stuff. Um, I will address the vague comment that I made earlier at the start of the spoiler section just to sort of uh, get to that straight away but uh, let's just go into a bit of housekeeping and let you know what else we've been doing on entertainment talk and then we'll get into the spoilers but I'll give you one more warning before we actually do that but uh, see you in a minute hi there and thanks very much for listening today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on Amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, let me just click on the website. There we go. Um, Let's just bring up my recorder. There we go. 
so we've got uh, we did just record a gaming podcast by the way which was talking about the game awards and a big discussion on cyberpunk 2077 uh, both impressions and some news bits and pieces for it as well uh, i have also recorded my united cast podcast episode uh, for the 6-2 win against leeds united which was today uh, those haven't been edited or uploaded yet but uh all of these three podcasts will be roughly at the same time at the same time so just look out for those uh the other stuff that we've got uh discovering star trek for star trek discovery season three episode 10 uh united cast the other episode which was for our win 3-2 against uh sheffield united analyzing television episode 5 talking about the future of bbc star fx and hulu um we got a gift from the set of the walking dead world beyond uh, i got a letter from somebody who, who works on the show and uh, some pictures and some other bits and pieces as well. So me and David did a special episode on that particular occasion. That was great as well. Uh, Undoing series finale uh, spoiler talk. That's a spoiler only podcast for the Undoing. Me and Gray talked about the ending of the HBO Max and Sky Atlantic series. And that's pretty much everything that we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. So let me just scroll back to the cast list that I had here. There we go. I'm going to go into spoilers now, so if you haven't seen the second season, all eight episodes of The Mandalorian Season 2, and assumedly Season 1, on Disney+, Plus, uh, shut the podcast off if you're listening on the podcast player, go into the app, press pause, if you're listening on the homepage, on the website, either click back or the homepage, or press pause, or just shut the episode off, uh, we have given you a few warnings already, because I do want to get to that vague comment that I made earlier, and jump straight into that, and that's a pretty big spoiler, so you're going to want to leave now, I think I've given enough warning, Luke Skywalker, yeah, I did not see that coming, me neither, especially CGI'd young Luke Skywalker, yeah, yeah, because when I was watching that, and they did the episode where he has to sit on the rock and connect with the force, my first thought was, is that's the only thing that sucks about the time difference between when the original trilogy came out and now, is that you're not going to be able to have young Skywalker show up, and damn, was I wrong. Yeah, because Mark Hamill's older, so, yeah. Um, but uh, what an entrance scene. I mean, they yep. all kind of barricade themselves in this room. Moff Gideon is there. He's got his blaster secretly hidden and whatnot. Um, he lands in his X-Wing uh, on the ship, just takes them out with ease, which I thought was great, and, uh, you know, mysterious kind of cloaked scene and all this sort of thing takes his hood off and there he is um so to to go to back to my comment earlier about like subverting my expectations a bit i didn't ever really think that the mandalorian would go to the back to skywalker basically or go to i know they went to jedis obviously had uh ahsoka earlier in the season as well i'm pretty sure she's a jedi um Mm. But, yeah, I, I just thought, like, you know, we had Rise of Skywalker. We had the ending with Ray, Finn, and Poe, and all the other characters as well. Um, it wasn't that I didn't want the Mandalorian to go to that. I would be open to the idea. I just didn't think that it would. So that's, that's where the surprise came into me of, like, okay, this is great that you're going back to, you know, there's nothing wrong with having Luke Skywalker on the screen, especially with his entrance and just, you know, having him in the in the series. But I just didn't expect mandalorian to go anywhere near the skywalker saga and uh they did and i was just surprised um how did you feel yeah i mean that blew my mind and uh we talked about this off air i accidentally almost spoiled that for you because <laughs> for for whatever reason i had managed to see it before you did and i messaged you on facebook and i said man i just saw the last episode holy crap 
and then I was typing out young CGI face Skywalker, <laughs> and then you replied, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm like, delete, 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 delete. <laughs> um, I would have hated myself if I had spoiled that for you. Mm. Just because that was such a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the at the time I was in a place called Card Factory in the UK. This was before Tier 4 happened and, and all that. Um, was getting my Christmas cards, you know, for Christmas and all that, and I was I was in the queue. Um, you you sent me a message, and then I thought like I need to immediately tell him that I haven't seen the episode. So uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, thankfully that didn't happen, so that was good. But I I just simply didn't expect Mandalorian to go anywhere near the Skywalker saga. Um, sure, I know that you know, obviously Yoda's in the show and and all that, a young version of of Yoda, um, a different Yoda as well. Uh, but I just didn't ever expect to see w- whether it's Leia, Han, or Luke, or Chewie, or I mean, you had R two D two in the episode as well. Um, I just didn't ever really expect to see any of those characters. But it was such a delight, and uh, what an entrance as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, that was crazy and awesome, and I mean, probably the best scene of the of the series, like the whole not just the season, but the whole series as well. Um, yeah crazy awesome um yeah, let's get to some other characters you had katie sackoff in the season as well as um bo-katan uh what did mm-hmm. you think of her little mandalorian crew i thought that was interesting because mm. it added the concept of they can take their helmets off which is the the uh story arc that the mandalorian was going through the whole season because um he's like no you can't take your helmet off never take your helmet off and then he has to take his helmet off in um, what episode was that? Uh, Believer, I think. Was it, wasn't it the eight, seventh and the eighth? Or yeah, the se- the he, eighth take, he takes it off in the seventh uh, to get access to that terminal. Yeah. Um, so he's showing he's willing to do this for the child, and then he takes it off at eight when uh, Skywalker takes away Baby Yoda for training. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll see where that goes, but you can see his belief system, something he's known his whole life, he realizes is not exactly the case. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that was a big arc swing for him. Yeah. I uh, just want to go to the other comment I made a minute ago about options. So we did get announced at the in the post credit scene, um, Boba Fett and uh, Mina Wen's character as well, uh, showing up at this, uh, I think it's Jabba's Palace, is it? Uh-huh. That's what it was. Yeah, showing up there, killing that person, and then um, the book of Boba Fett, December twenty twenty one. I I quite it's essentially setting up spin offs because we also did get announced that the Disney investors thing, like the long presentation, that Ahsoka yeah. is getting her own show as well. So you've kind of got the option now of okay, Boba Fett is now with Mina Wen's character in Jabba's palace. He's that's going to be probably about their journey there. Ahsoka had to leave. Um, the Mando and the child, or Grogu, <laughs> um, on when she was on that planet, she had to stay there, and the others left. So that's going to be presumably following her. And then you've still got Mandalorian season three um, coming up, which is mm-hmm. going to follow everybody else, basically. Um, I I really really like the options of those. What do you think? Yeah, I think Ahsoka could make an interesting spinoff. Uh, Katie Sackhoff's character could also make an interesting. Yeah, they could make a spin-off spin off of those because... three characters, yeah. 
Yeah, because of her desire to rebuild Mandalorian Homeworld and that whole issue with I have to have the Dark Blade, but I have to defeat you in combat kind of a thing. Um, so that, you know, there's there's tons of potentials for multiple spinoffs. Um, but hopefully we just, you know, like like I said in the pre-spoiler stuff, I hope we just get good writing yeah, and yeah. good directing. Definitely, yeah. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Yeah, Boba Fett himself showing up. Um, it's interesting for me, just on a on like a personal kind of note. Um, I knew that like Boba Fett had some novels and things, and I think he was in some of the other animated series and stuff. I've wanted, whether it's Disney with Star Wars or Star Wars pre Disney, to do something with Boba Fett because uh, I know that they did a bit more with Darth Maul. I think in the Clone Wars series, I haven't got to those episodes yet. I've seen like the first season and a half of uh, Clone Wars. I haven't, I haven't seen um any rebels yet but yeah he went in the sarlacc pit which film was that in uh that was a uh, new hope okay yeah so he went into that in there um and then we were told for a long time that he was dead and then we were told that he sort of wasn't i'm just really glad that boba fett is now fully in was well, got kind of his own spin-off now with the book of boba fett thing but yeah as soon as i heard that he was going to be in this season um i i was really looking forward to just seeing more of him um, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. I, I was looking it up something, and it said New Hope, so that stuck in my brain. He went into the Sarlacc pat, pit in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. Sorry, I screwed that up. The When Boba Fett went into the Sarlacc pit, that was Return of the Jedi. Which episode is Return of the... Is that fifth? Sixth. The sixth, the sixth film, okay. Um, yeah, but that happened as well. But uh, yeah, what do you think of Boba Fett? Sort of getting some time, I suppose. Yeah, um, that's that's going to be interesting to see where that goes down the road. Uh, unfortunately, the original actor who played him passed away earlier this year, which is kind of sad. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but speaking on Boba Fett, um, one of the things that I talked about in the pre-spoiler stuff was all the little nods and the Easter eggs. And then in two episodes, uh, the first one, the Marshall, and then in the tragedy, you see that rocket firing off of his backpack. That's an, a nod to the old... Kenner line of toys back from 1977. I just want to, uh, the guy's name is Jeremy Bullock that passed yeah. away, uh, age 75. I just wanted to actually mention his name. So, Yeah, in the uh, toy collecting world, there's what's known as the uh, prototype AFA-85. It is the prototype for Boba Fett's character, and it has a L slot in the back to fire off the rocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, pristine non-painted prototype sold at auction um when was this uh is there a date on this yeah march 4th 2020 this year sold at auction for seventy thousand dollars damn yeah yeah star wars is Uh, worth a lot of money (laughs) yeah especially for like the non-release prototype stuff because they never actually released the rocket firing boba fett toy because you know that's a that's a danger for somebody to get their eye shot out. Sure. Um, so that's why it's so collectible and why it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one of the things I like most about Boba Fett is, um, sure, he's got like the same stuff as as the Mandalorian and all that, but he's got like a different way of fighting. He is a bit different. He's got the the rocket thing, like you said. He's got a different ship, which operates a bit differently. Um, he's not just kind of like a copy and paste of of the mandalorian which i like they they're kind of the the same in a way but they're just different 
to each other um in like specific yeah. ways I, I just like how he's how mandalorian isn't like a copy and paste of boba fett i think that's really good and the character boba fett always confounded me because i did grow up watching the original trilogies i saw them in theaters mm-hmm. this is a character that got very little screen time yet got weirdly popular like crazy popular yeah yeah and that never so, made any sense to me because he was very very one note in the in empire strikes back and return of the jedi um but yeah he's a fan favorite for whatever reason i think he's kind of one of them characters you just even without him speaking you kind of look at him and you just think okay you're kind of cool i want to see more from you like you've got rockets and you've got a blaster and you've got this cool armor and stuff and it's just a very cool instant good first impression kind of appeal to him um, but yeah, we haven't seen him on screen in quite some time, and I was just happy to see him uh, back in the show and like fully back in. The, he wasn't like just a quick little guest spot or a cameo or something. There's like a whole arc there, and now he's got his own spin-off, which is really cool. Um, I just, I, I just like that we've got him back, which is great. So, um, mm-hmm. what else do we want to talk about for the season? Uh, where is his name? Giancarlo Esposito. Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. That that, that he, he is a hell of an actor. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of Better Call Saul Breaking Bad. Yeah, never got around to him. I don't know that I will, just because, like I said before, I'm such a Brian Cranston fan that seeing him from Malcolm in the Middle okay. do that complete tonal shift, I don't know if my brain could actually process that. But yeah, Giancarlo, he he has a presence to him. There's no denying that. Definitely. Like when he's on stage, he's on stage. Yeah, yeah. He's the kind of actor that, like, I don't care what he's in, I want him to, and he's going to steal the screen almost every single time. Like, even when you've got Katie Sackhoff and Boba Fett and the Mandalorian and the child and all in one room, he just still sticks out so much. And, you you, you know, you've got, like, Pedro Pascal, you've got Katie Sackhoff, you've got um, Giancarlo, uh, Giancarlo Esposito all in one room, and he still sticks out so much. Uh, even as someone who's got handcuffs on and he's kind of a prisoner, he still sticks out. And he's one of them very few actors that plays villains that they don't always have a physical presence. Like in Breaking Bad as well, when he's playing as Gus, and in Better Call Saul when he's playing as Gus, he'll often like with, with Gus when he plays him a lot. He'll often be the person that gets other people to kind of do his dirty work, depending on the scene and the situation. And kind of does the same thing in this show. Like he's on his ship and he's giving orders to people and he's prepping the, uh, is it the dark troopers? Prepping mm. them and everything and um, doesn't fire like his blaster a whole lot in the show and that until like, until the eighth episode when he actually has the uh, fight with the Mandalorian. Didn't do a whole lot, but it's that voice, it's the physical presence. He's just, he's phenomenal. And um, you could probably put him in anything and he'd, he'd, he'd be very, very good. Yeah, um, and you go on to his IMDb page and you realize how long he's been acting. Mm. I don't know this one. I don't know that it's accurate because the times don't match up. But his first on-screen appearance is as Puerto Rican teenager in something called Running from 1979. Okay, I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I mostly remember him when I first, first saw him. There's a terrible... Um, post-apocalyptic show called Revolution. I think you um, talked about that on the gaming talk once. Yeah, before, basic, the basic else. premise of it is is that um, power doesn't work anymore, and so there's no electricity, and the world just kind of falls apart. 
And then they get to the point where some people can have power, but it's all like super, super secret stuff. And it turns out it's just nanites that get released into the atmosphere, sucking out all the power. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've only really seen him in Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul as Gus, and in This is Moff Gideon, and then um, he's going to be in Far Cry 6. I think that got mm-hmm. delayed, but yeah, he's going to be the, the villain in that as well. Again, that's another role for him where, like, no real physical intimidation sort of presence. Like, he won't really fight you, but you'll still be scared of him. So, uh, very, very happy to have him in this show. And, you heck, you could probably do a Moff Gideon spin-off like a prequel thing or a sequel or I don't know just you could do that as well I think that would be great um but yeah uh, speaking of the dark troopers what did you think of those it was a bit of interesting CGI work on that Mm. um I'm not quite sure what they were supposed to be I'm sure that's something that you know people that are more familiar with the uh the expanded universe would know but they uh I guess they were just trying to make like robot stormtroopers but like more powerful ones that could was... hit the target <laughs> yeah um so i'm not quite sure where they were going with that um mm. they got their asses handed to them by luke skywalker so it's irrelevant now yep yep uh, i did really like the scene where mandalorian fights one of them i like when well i like when the mandalorian wins fights really easily and i like when he's being really challenged because he he uses like his um oh, what's the name of the metal Beskar. Beskar, that's, that's it, thank you. Um, when he's using like his Beskar armor and the like metal things on his arms and that, and then he tries to use a grapple and a flamethrower and the little um, explosive things that he's got. And I like to see him in a fight where he has to think about, okay, what other weapons have I got? What else can I use? And it, it just makes for great scenes, I think. And uh, that's one particular scene as well. So um we haven't mentioned baby yoda yet we're 35 minutes in we haven't really mentioned him much uh what do you think of baby yoda this season or grogu or the child or whatever else you want to call him yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where they go with season three since he left with skywalker at the end of season two because that whole protector dynamic has been the core of both seasons Mm -hmm. so season three is going to be a major shift uh depending on where um Mandalorian decides to go in the future. Is he going to go with uh, Katie Sokoff and those characters and try to restore the home world? Um, is something, is he just going to kind of go back to bounty hunting, but that wouldn't make any real sense. That wouldn't be very compelling. Um, yeah, that's, there's so many questions of what next that I can't wait for season three to answer, yep. but I can't imagine us getting season three anytime soon. Um, they're listed on the IMDb page, but they just say 2021. If the, if it was even May of 2021, I'd be shocked that they would get anything out that soon. No, you got you got to take your time with the Mandalorian yeah. type of show. I, I don't so. know how much was written in advance. I don't know how much pre-production got done. Uh, you know, we're still in COVID lockdowns, depending on where you are. Um, so don't know how much filming they're going to be able to get done. Yeah, yeah, uh, but we shall see. But before that, we've got the um, Boba Fett spinoff, which I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to. So, uh, But yeah, Baby Yoda was great again this season. Um, I was reminded when I opened this cast list about the frog lady. Um, what do you think of <laughs> when Baby Yoda's eating the um, eggs in the episode? That was a great episode. 
That was a great episode. I'm shocked at the number of people that lost their shit over that. Because he's he is a child. Oh, online people were like freaking the hell out over it. Um, just just you know how I always say there's like just people that want to be angry for the sake of being angry. Mm-hmm. People like that, you know, calling him horrible, saying he's a monster. Other people are coming back, saying that you know he's killing off babies and you know he shouldn't be doing that and whatever. It's a mm. show. Get over yeah. it. He doesn't know any better though. It's like having yeah. a, it's like having an actual human baby or like a young puppy dog or something. They they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, babies and young dogs and young baby they'll just rip things up and do whatever they want. I mean, look at him with that um, metal ball thing on the little lever. Like he'll he'll, he'll just reach out mm-hmm. for things and just. I mean, you see it in I think the following episode, like with that guy's. Um, like Star Wars Oreos, whatever you want to call them. He's just like, I want that, and I'm gonna put it in my mouth and eat it. Yeah, <laughs> or try to. So, and that's what he saw with the eggs. So, um, it is what it is. But uh, he's a baby, so that's what he does, and he's a very particular type of baby. So, um, but I, I thought that was pretty funny. There was like one right at the end of the episode as well, because uh, they like barely get out of there, don't they? Because of all the mm-hmm. spiders and and that sort of thing that happens. Um. And then, yeah, there's, there's like, he puts like one more in his mouth and then the credits come up. Uh, I thought that was cool. So, um, but Baby Yoda's always great. So, how, how can you not love Baby Yoda? Like, just, just look at him. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? I mean, we talked about most of the characters. Ahsoka was awesome. That episode was great. Baby Yoda was great. Um. Every character's great, pretty much. Yeah, I, I like, like we were talking pre, uh. Spoiler, I like how they expanded the characters. Like, we didn't get as much of Carl Weathers or Gina Carano, uh, which is a bummer, but, you know, it fit with the storyline and the story arc. Um, uh, Ming-Na Wen came back for her character, so it would be interesting to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's interesting for me at the moment, because I was watching, I'm still am watching, uh, the final season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I've been mm-hmm. seeing her, like, twice a week on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then on Mandalorian. Um, so, because uh, Agents of Shield is getting released weekly on uh, Disney Plus, so uh, and sometimes sometimes I would watch them both on a Friday, so I'd literally see her like in Star Wars and then see her in Agents of Shield. So, um, yeah, great actress anyway. So, yeah, and I've seen her in ton of stuff. She was in uh, ER for a few seasons, which was a medical drama. Oh, yeah, back yeah, in the way back in the day. Um. What else she was in? Um, duh, duh, duh. I'm just going over. She did a f- few episodes of Two and a Half Men. She was in Stargate Universe. Huh. Uh, she was in Eureka. Um, that kind of stuff. So, Cool. Nice. Um, so, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I think I've... Uh, I mean, we've given the show like a glowing review, which it deserves. And uh, we'll come back again for... Uh, the third season. We'll probably do... Yeah. I imagine we'll do something on the um, Boba Fett thing when that happens. So, yeah. And uh, and probably on... Um, speaking of Disney+, Plus, probably on WandaVision when uh, that comes out in January. So Yeah, that's coming out soon. Can't wait. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like January 15th, 16th. Something like that. So, uh, yeah, look out in the future for more of our Disney Plus coverage on Marvel and Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, anything else? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to WandaVision. I think everything they've set up 
they're going to introduce some like really big characters. Um, some of them I kind of guessed because I am kind of familiar with the universe that they're going into. Um, and we'll just see whether I'm right or not. So, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but that's our thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, if you have any thoughts yourself on the show or Disney Plus or Star Wars or anything related to Entertainment Talk as well, uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalk UK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, we'll see you for the next thing that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org uh, for TV, video games, films and Manchester United podcasts. Um, hope every uh, hope everybody has a very good Christmas and a good start to the new year, and uh, we'll see you in the new year for uh, everything else that we do, including like we said, One Division in the new year. Uh, we'll do like a season review thing for that. I think. Yeah, those well. shows, One uh, Division, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, those are those are more likely just gonna be season rack-up ups because I yeah. I don't know if they're gonna dump them all at once or they're gonna do it episodically, but It'd there's no real weekly. reason to uh, do episode by episode. Yeah. Yeah, it'll probably be weekly. So, and things like that depend on the schedule as well. But um, anyway, stay tuned on entertainmenttalk.org for all of our coverage of whatever we choose to do. Uh, in the meantime, if you like what you've heard today and you want to support more of it, that would be great. Uh, you can do so by going to our Patreon page, and we've got the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Um, the other way you can support us is word of mouth. Uh, you can either just tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds or social media, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups, whatever you use. Um, for TV and film as well, if you still want to vote on the Geek Town Awards, and you can also vote for The Mandalorian in the sci-fi category on the Geek Town Awards, head over to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards, go and click on the different categories, the boxes and uh, submit your name and your email for that and you'll be entered into the prize draw and stay tuned to geektown.co.uk and geektown radio for your general up-to-date reliable tv and film news as well uh twitch side of things if you want to watch bex um do some things on twitch gaming and chatter and all sorts of other fun stuff uh trista bytes trista b-y-t-e-s on twitch go and follow her over there you can also follow me on twitch etalk uk uh, for other different games and everything else as well um and look out for let's play sundays i think that's everything thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time goodbye goodbye